You know, it really is exciting to do God life together. Uh, man, I'm telling you, it really is. Some of the, some, some of the greatest things, you know, when you, when you look back at life and you see where you've been and you, and you realize that had it not been for God, you would have never made that. You know, you know, God just is out in front of you somehow, and, and, and he's, he's just taking care of stuff so that when you get there, you have what it takes to succeed. And you realize that he's connected you with other people that are on a journey that's taken us to the same place, and, and, he, and, and strength is flowing from people. You know, you know what's nuts is, is when you find out that you've gained strength and wisdom and insight from people you don't even like. Huh? You, you know, that without... I mean, let's just be real for just a minute. Without Jesus, most of us wouldn't be hanging together, right? I mean, you, you know, back in the day when, when, you know, like before the cross, remember, remember the, the, the future, right? There's two U's, one before the cross and one after the cross. You, you know, the U before the cross, you, back in the day, a lot of you guys, you, to hang out with your friends, you had to get drunk, right? Because without that, you just kill each other. And then you come to church, and they want you to hang out with some of these same people, but they don't offer the drunk part, right? And so, so now I need something, to, you know, because people, people uh, have, you know, you know, it's the way that we're made, and, and relationship always causes things to come to the surface. You, you know, there's people going up and down the streets all around us, and, and, and they have weird stuff in their world, but we don't care. Why? Because it doesn't impact us. But then you start doing relationship with people, and, and, and the things in them suddenly begin to bother you. Well, they've always had those things. Why didn't they bother you before? Because there's no relationship. Now that there's relationship, the thing in them starts to bother you. But it's not about the thing in them, but it's the thing in you that's coming to the surface so you can deal with it. I mean, that's, that, that, was, that was God's intention when he, when he brought Eve onto the scene. Because he, he actually took out of Adam, you know, Eve. Eve came out of Adam. So, you know, that was all there, but it's because Adam had an issue, and the only way to get that issue to the surface was to put him in a relationship. And then Eve comes onto the surface, and she brings the issue in Adam to the surface so he can deal with it. And, and that's what God's doing when, when he starts bringing us together. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, he's, bring, he's bringing us to a spot where he can begin to reveal the things that, that, that are in us that we, we got to grow through, that we got to get over. And, and, you know, just over the past uh, uh, several weeks, you know, we started the year off with a fast. Matter of fact, if you've been fasting, hold your hand up. And, and we want to honor and celebrate you today. I think we got to give these guys a big hand. Thank them. Because, you know what, that's a spiritual discipline that, that costs you something. And, uh, uh, and during that season, I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but during, you know, if you really are fasting and, you know, uh, and you're really praying and seeking God, uh, it has a tendency that, that during that moment, man, there's a lot of stuff that comes quite easily to the surface. Because all of a sudden, you're a lot more sensitive than you used to be, right? And all, all somebody has to do is walk in the room and you're thinking, I'm taking you out. Because, you know, how dare you come in here smelling like bacon? And I mean, uh, you know, you got, you got all that stuff. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and you get to that spot. But that, that's what God's doing is he's, he's putting us in, in position and he's wanting to connect us with people, right? Uh, because, it, see, here's the deal is that uh, on your own, you're okay. But together, we're better. 
right? But, but together, it brings stuff up. Here's the deal. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. You know, we've been talking about that a lot, that God has prepared things for you, right? And, and, and things that, 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 are, that are hidden, not, not from you, but hidden for you. And God's going to reveal them to you by his spirit, right? He's going to reveal, that's why we got to be in the word of God and being led by the spirit so that they, because the natural man can't see. He, matter of fact, the Bible says the natural man can't receive at all the things of God because it's foolishness to him. But, but, but God's hidden things for us. But see, you have an enemy that's been hiding things from you. Okay, let's make sure that you understand this. You have a God that's hidden things for you, but you have an enemy that's hiding things from you. And there are things, see, there are things about you that, that most people that are in relationship with you, there are things about you that they know that you have not yet come to reality on yet. I knew it would get really quiet right here. Because, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff about you that the enemy doesn't want you to see. But God will allow you to get into situations that, that, that begin to reveal that so that you can deal with it and so that you can grow. And, and why? Because God wants, God wants to make your life better. We're just going to be a little real today. Okay? Uh, because it's, it's funny in a way, not funny ha-ha, but funny ding-dong. Okay? But it's funny that we come to God and we want him to make our life better. But we hesitate when it comes to allowing him to change us. See, it's like, hey, God, you can change circumstances. You can change, you know, situations. You, you, can, you can change anybody you want. But this is kind of like hands-off territory over here. And, and the deal is, is that God wants to get in your stuff, right? And, and he wants to show you what's actually hurting you. Because it, let, let me just tell you something. The stuff out there on the outside isn't the issue. And, and so he begins to reveal things, uh, you know, so, to, to you so that you can, you can actually get on the same page with God. You, you know, the Bible, let's just jump into the Word of God for a minute and, and see where we get. Uh, Colossians 1, it says, once you were alienated from God. I mean, how many of you guys remember that moment? You know, when, when, when you were separated from God, you didn't have, you, you know, there, there was no access really to God's presence, to, to God's grace, to God's mercy, to, to, to God's provision, to God's strength, to, to God's kindness. You, you, you were, you were, uh, you and God took different positions on everything. Right? Your way of life. See, a lot of people still, even, even though they're in pursuit of God, they're trying to figure out how to make their way of life work. And see, you, when you come to God, you, you know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing, his way of being right. And then, and, and all these other things, he'll take care of the things. You and I have a tendency to focus on the things and, and, and to neglect his way. And the things are his job. His way is our job to stay in alignment. So once you lived alienated from God and you were enemies in your mind, so it, it was, it was, it's in your head and, and in the way you think, you know, and in the way you feel and the choices you make. We're, we were once estranged because of our, and, and our behavior, you know, that's just proof of what our real belief is. See, a lot of us are trying to strengthen our beliefs, but belief doesn't have the power to change anything. Conviction has the power to change them. 
So you gotta you know, you gotta take these beliefs and you gotta put a little ounce of conviction in there, and then it'll begin to actually change the way you live. And, and see, if you if you let God lead you and guide you, He's gonna actually take you down a path that you wouldn't pick. He's gonna take you into situations that you'd never go into. He's he's gonna he's gonna have you thinking thoughts that you just wouldn't think. You, you know, and I mean, think about it, some of the very basic stuff, you know, that, that, that's kind of the blanket statements for all of us, you know, like love thy neighbor. You know, well, on our own, it just depends on who you live next to. Right? Uh, I mean, you know, and I, I, I don't want to mention any names, but uh, I know people that struggle with people that live really close to them. And, and, and to love their neighbor means that they have to embrace a different thought process than the one that they brought to the table. Huh? You know, uh, because there's things that you're comfortable with and things that you're not. I mean, you know, you might be a Chevy man and your neighbor's driving Fords. You know, you, you, you might be into Hummers and here comes a Prius. You know, and, you know, how are we going to deal with these differences? Well, we, we need to do it God's way. Hello, somebody. And it said, once, once you were alienated from God. But look at, look at 22. It says, but now, oh, come on, somebody. But now, okay, something's different now. Hey, this, this is celebratory right here. See, but now, that means that life is different than it was. I used to be estranged from God. I used to have a different position from God. But now, but now I'm reconciled or now I'm in the same position. My, I have accepted, embraced his position on everything. Okay? His thoughts are going to become my thoughts. His opinion is going to become my opinion. Hello, somebody. And everybody's, you know, everybody around you, man, this gets difficult, especially when you just get launched because, uh, you know, man, I'm going to live a new life. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live a new life. But everybody, the only info they have to identify you with is an old life. But the future, the future that God's leading you into, the future that God's wanting you to, to manifest out of your very being, man, it, it's, see, you don't need to be reminded of your past. You need to be introduced to your future. And that's what God's doing is he's, he's bringing things that have kept you where you've been to the surface so that you can release them and move freely into the future he has for you. So now, now we are reconciled by Christ's physical body through death and, and we stand before God holy and righteous and, and, and without blame. Somebody say something. Man, I'm holy, righteous, blameless in his sight. I got God looking at me saying, that's my boy. You know, well, what about other people? Who cares? If God be for you, who gives a flip? You know, man, I'm telling you, well, yeah, but I see some stuff. Yeah, but here's the crazy thing is when God's looking at me, he's not looking at me through the lens of my past. He's looking at me in the future because he, you know, he goes to the end and works his way back. So he's already been out there. He knows, he knows which you he, he's, he's talking to. And he's talking to the you after the cross. And, and, and he's speaking life and he's speaking hope. And, he, and he, he's pulling me in, into a place that's, that's been prepared for me. I just love the fact, I don't, you know, man, I love the fact that I stand it, it, holy in his sight. Without blemish. Free from accusation. You can say what you want, but what he says has more power, right? Look, I think I got one more verse in this, in, in this chapter. If you continue in your faith, 
See, here, here's, here's something that you just need to know about God is that, that, that God is doing amazing things, but it don't do you any good if you don't participate. So once you were, you, you were on a different position than God, but, but now, but now, and you know what, you, your, your, your convictions proved that you weren't on the same page as God. But now you've been brought into a, a, a real relationship through Christ. Through Christ. And, and you just have to continue in your faith. Established and firm. And do not move from that hope. See, I got a challenge for you today. Stop backing down. Stop walking out. You know, some, some of us, you know, we've had moments in life where, and we, we've spent years establishing, you know, uh, this life. And, and, and then we have a moment. Hello, somebody. You ever had one of them moments? You know, I, I, I've had moments in my life that took me years to fix. Oh, don't look at me like that judgmental thing. You know, you've been there, but I've had moments. There was one time, one time we, we, we had just left the church. It was snowing, and we just left the church, and I had the boys and a couple of their friends in the car. And getting in the car, I had this stupid thought. I'm going to teach the boys a lesson, and I won't use words. And I'm thinking, I'm a genius. <laughs> this is going to be awesome because it, it was snowing pretty good, you know, for here. And, uh, uh, and, and so they're in the car, and, and, and we, we, we drive, and I'm, I'm going to drive with, with caution. You know, so it's like a new way of living. And, and, and I get up to the stop sign, and right next to the McDonald's over there, you know. And, and, and I could have pulled out, you know, on a dry day. I would have pulled out and went, but there were cars coming. And I didn't say anything. I just sat there and wait, and, and I'm letting the cars go by. Yeah, because I want to teach the boys a lesson without using words. and Just calm down and be safe. And, but without, without any, you know, just out of the blue, the car behind me honks. <laughs> and I'm standing next to their car. The, the lights of the church are right behind me. I'm banging on their window. They got half a filet of fish in their hand. And, 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 and the steering wheel, and, she, and they're trying to roll the window back up because it was down just a little bit. And I'm like, you need something? And I wasn't really there hoping they needed something. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm walking back to the car, and this hits me. You taught them a lesson without using words. It's funny now, it wasn't right then, man. And I'm like, oh boy. I had a moment that cost me some real investment of time. <laughs> to, one, to, to get breakthrough personally. And two, you know, to have those, you know, the Bible says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you might be healed. And do it, it took a lot of confession, a lot of prayer. And I was in counseling for several years, it was crazy. <laughs> We had these moments, you know, we've had these moments when we backed off, we allowed a situation to dictate the position that we're going to live our life from. See, here's the deal, is that you and I get hyper-focused 
on things. See, if we continue in our faith, if we continue in our faith, if we continue in our faith, and, and we, we want to use faith and apply it to things. Possessions. And let me just say it. Possessions are good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have possessions. But see, faith, faith, if you don't want to use your faith to elevate your, position, your possessions. You want to use your faith to establish your position. See, hell don't care about your possessions. Satan doesn't care what car you got, what house you live, the street that you're on, the clothes that you He don't care if your purse is expensive or not. He does not care about your possession. What drives hell crazy is your position. See, once you were separated from God, but now you're not. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's a position. It's a position. And when you, when you allow things to move you. See, all of us have things, don't we? Come on, all of us have dealt with things. Look at somebody and say, you have some things. And, and, and we, we let things move us, you know, and, and we're so, you know, we, we are quick to make assumptions based off of things. Somebody's got, a, somebody's got a big house. Well, things are going well for them. You see somebody stumbling down an alley, you go, things have been hard on him. And, and, and we all have things. We have good things and bad things and easy things and hard things and cheap things and expensive things and fun things and difficult things. And, and, and you know, we're all dealing with things. And we let things move us. And these things, my brethren, ought not to be so. See, you're, you're, you have to remain established in your faith. See, because a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys have come to God, you connect to God. See, you're, you're no longer alienated from God, and you're trying your best, you're trying your best to, to align your thoughts to His thoughts. But a lot of times what we end up doing is, is we end up fighting harder to keep our opinion, then we're fighting to follow his instruction. See, because God, God's going to direct your steps. See, here's one thing I'm very thankful for, that it's not my responsibility to tell you how to live. Should we smoke? Should we drink? Frankly, Scarlett, that's too low of an issue. You know, uh, there, there are certain things that God tells all of us, but man, he's taking you someplace. And you, you, need, you need a relationship with God where you can hear God and you can obey God. And, and you know, in order to live a lot, see, faith isn't just believing regardless of the circumstance. And a lot of people, you know, their, their faith life has just come and they, and they condense it to believing no matter what the circumstance is. No, faith is obeying regardless of the consequence. But I do what God says and I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, what, what you know, it was just obvious that this is going to happen. And God will tell you to do stuff. And, 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 and honestly, the first natural thought through your mind is, well, that's stupid. Huh? Come on, I'm not the only one. That's dumb. Well, that's because it tells us, you know, in the Bible that the natural man can't receive the things of God. The natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he for their foolishness to him. Their foolishness to it, well, that's stupid. So, so, so we, you know, God, God gives us a, 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 an instruction, and, and, and our first response is, that's never going to work. But you do realize that he's God, 
and you're you. He's never failed. And then there's you. He hasn't forgotten anything. You can't remember nothing. Okay? Uh, he's good. You're you. I mean, if we're going to bet on somebody, let's bet on God. Okay? So, so his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Not, it's not a put down. It's an invitation up. And, and, and he, he's trying to keep you positioned. See, it's if you continue. If you continue in your faith. One verse puts it this way. Don't throw away your confidence, which will be greatly rewarded. For you have need of patience. Patience is not the ability to wait a long time. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. That no matter what happens, we don't change. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't, don't, don't let it be agitated. Don't, don't let it be shaken. Don't let go of what you put in there, man. Man, you, know, you start this walk of faith, man. You, you connect this life to Jesus. I'm, I'm changing my life. Don't, don't be blown away by the fact that he's going to ask you to make some changes. Because that's how he's going to make your life better. But there are certain things that you got to hold on to and you got to quit. You, you got to quit back. On, you got to stop it. Man, you got to stop backing off every time something doesn't look the way you think it should look or feel the way you think it should feel or, or come the way you think it should come. Or, because the Proverbs says that there's a way that seems right to you, but the end is just filled with destruction. See, God knows what he's doing. I said God knows what he's doing. And he's got it all planned out. He's going to give you the future you're hoping for. But you have to seek him with all your heart. You have to go after him with everything. And you have to stop allowing yourself to be talked out of the position that you've been brought into. Hello, somebody. John 8 puts it this way. He said, if you continue in, in my word. And, and, and go, go to John 8, 31. Yeah. And he's talking to believers. And uh, uh, can, can you give it to me first in the, um, like I gave you a different translation first. There. Jesus is talking to those that believed on him. And he said, it, he, so he's talking to believers. Everybody say believers. believers. Okay, so let me tell you something. When you're talking to believers, it's tough. Because believers have all the answers. But usually the, the wrong ones. And, and, and it, it, well, it, if, if, if you've been born again for about like six weeks, it's awesome because, you know, those people are like sponges. And they're just receptive and, they, you know, they're changing their lives. And, and uh, uh, you know, somebody said something and they went, oh, shoot, I need to do that. We, we have a guy that got, he's been born again. Uh, he heard we need to be baptized, so he took that step, got baptized. He, he heard that uh, during the 12 o'clock service, there's a Connect Egg class. Oh, so I should take that. Went and took the class. Uh, I made a statement in service one time and said, you know, if you're doing life God's way, you know, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, you don't just live with people. That's not okay. But in the world, I mean, in Christianity, as a religion, that's fine. But if you're going to be in the kingdom of God, you're going to do life God's way. And, and well, so now they, they plan their marriage. Uh, uh, and, and he's just very quick. Believer who's been in the church for a long time wants to argue their opinion. 
See, and sometimes God will bring you into a situation that will put the light on that for you. Because the enemy's hiding things from you, but God's hidden things for you. See, God cares about your position, and the flesh cares about our possession. Well, what's in it for me? Let, let me just tell you what's in it for you. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. I'm telling you, it's crazy. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're a disciple. If you continue. So you can't keep backing off because you don't like the way things are going. You got to trust him. You got to believe him. You got you to know. You got to know that his way is, is the way. I said his way is the way. See, but, but, but we want to see things and we want to hear things and we want to feel things. And, 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 but, but see, what we want is inspiration. A lot of us are even here today, man, and we're hoping, man, man, I just hope I get some inspiration. But God's looking the other way going, what I need from you is participation. See, there's, there's a reason he'd say continue, because he needs you to, to stay engaged. He needs you to continue to walk it out. He needs you to, to continue to be obedient, because faith, the just live by faith, faith is obedient regardless of the consequence. There's a story, and, and, and we won't even read the scriptures, I don't think, uh, uh, because of time, but there's a story. I love this story. These guys, these kings get together, and they have this idea because what's happened is, is that their source of income has been cut off, and they need to do something. And so they, they gather together, and this one guy goes around, and he, he enlists a bunch of other guys, and, and he comes to these guys, and he says, will you go with me, and can we go up here, and can we deal with this issue, and like, we're in, and, 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 and they head out there. And, but they're doing something, and, and, uh, you know, and they know it has to be be done, but, but, but they start applying things from the past in a hope to get a result in their present that would, that would benefit them, okay, and, and, and they need, they, well, how many of you know you kind of need resources if you're going to survive, and, and, and the resources have dried up, and, and, and they, actually, they actually, it says that they marched around the roundabout for seven days, you know, I think they took, they took a line from Jericho, and, and they're just doing, they're just doing you know, God stuff, you know, things that they've heard that other people have done. So they're, so they're basing their walk off of a rumor, but they don't actually have a word. Does that make sense? Uh, you know, well, God made the walls come down. Let's, let's, let's walk around this thing seven times, and they get around there, and, and not only is nothing happening, but now the resources they had with them have dried up. They're out of water. Not only do they have the armies that don't have water, but they have all their animals that don't have water. And finally, somebody says, he makes this, this crazy statement, and it's Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he says, is there anybody here who can hear God? Is there anybody here who can hear God? And, and, and they said, well, there's this one guy, he, you know, he poured water on, on, on the hands of Elijah. Elisha's here, and we're pretty certain that guy can hear God. He's as weird as they get. And he said, bring him in here. And so they bring him in. And the first thing Elisha tells him, he says, you know what? A couple of you guys, if it weren't for the fact that you have Jehoshaphat here, I wouldn't even look at you, let alone talk to you. But Jehoshaphat has a different position in my life. See, position matters. 
Position matters. Even when possessions are dried up, position matters. And, and he said, but because he's here, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to get in, in, involved in this thing. And, and he said, but first, bring me a musician. Bring me, you know, King James, bring me a harpist. And, and, I mean, it's crazy. Here we are. We're out in the middle of, <laughs> of this situation. I mean, we're far from home. We're marching around. We don't have water. Did anybody bring their guitar? And one of them guys had one. And, okay, have him start playing. Because Elisha knew something. That, and this is really important. You need to know this. That God's voice always comes out of his presence. See, a lot of you are living frustrated and you can't get divine instruction, but you don't spend any time in his presence. And let me tell you something. If you're going to hear your wife talk, if you're going to understand what she wants, you're probably going to have to get in the same room with her. You know, Shelby can go out to the horses, and, and, and I'll step outside and start hollering stuff at her, and she always says the exact same thing. What? <laughs> you know, proximity, it's about position. See, if you don't hear God, let me, can, can we just, I mean, for sake of time, can we just, like, get easy on it? If you're not hearing God, it's not a good position to be in. You're living in the wrong position, right? And, and, and so they started playing, and he starts, and he gets, he gets a word from God for him, and he says, here's what you do. Make this valley full of ditches. Remember the story? Make this valley full of ditches. You know what he did? Is he said, uh, you, you came to me looking for inspiration, but God's looking back for participation. You're going to get involved. You're going to start digging. Oh, and by the way, you're not going to see wind, you're not going to see rain, you're not going to see anything. Yet, this valley is going to be filled with water. See, God doesn't want you to be moved by things. Well, how, how, do, we, how do we just, like, how do we get this super practical so that we can apply it to our lives? Okay, you start doing the things that you know God wants you to do, and then you'll begin to hear the things that you need to do to take you to that next level. But if you're not doing the things you know you ought to do, don't expect him to share with you the things that are going to take you to the next level. Why? Because, well, he who is faithful in the little things will be faithful in much. So, he's, you know, uh, Jesus is the one that said, hey, we don't cast our pearls before the swine. Hey, Jesus, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that God has a way for your life and he's going to take you to an amazing place. But you have to be willing to obey and, and, and the thing that you need to understand, too, is that the place that God's taking you to, you can't get there alone. You ain't on your own. You're in a body. Some of you guys, I know I need to be nice or this is the last time I'll see you. Some of you guys need to understand something. That in, in order for me to do what God's called me to do, I have to have you in my life. In order for you to accomplish what God has for you, you have to have us in your life. Why? Because God didn't call you to do these things alone. I mean, even these kings had enough wisdom to know, hey, we've got to go enlist other, other armies, other teams. Other, We've we, we got to come together. 
And a lot of times, what we do is we try to do things on our own. And, and again, we're fi- we fight harder, you know, to, to, to try to prove our opinion than, 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 than we do to follow his instruction. And sometimes his instructions are so simple. So simple. Hey, guys, uh, grab the table. Who's got the table? Somebody get the table. And we're we're going to do a little, uh, a little illustration. And we've got to go quick. And if we go long, it's because they're walking to get the table instead of running. They should be running at that table. And, uh, uh, but sometimes, sometimes we don't understand that, that God, has, God has the big picture. Right? Right? God has the big picture. He knows what he's doing. And he's asking you to, he's asking you to, 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 to connect, and, and, and he's asking you to, to participate. And, and you, you got a bunch of reasons. Shady, come here. You got, a bunch of, you got a bunch of reasons why you don't need to, but, and why you know, it shouldn't be that way, and you don't like just lay down on the table. And, and uh, she's an intern. We just tell her what to do. And, <laughs> and, uh, 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 and, and besides that, you know, I have, a, I have my own plan. But see, your plan ain't going to produce what God's plan can. These guys are beefy. Uh, don't mean anything by that at all. But, uh, but, uh, okay, but, but together, guys, just very carefully, just go ahead and lift her up. And just hold her till I tell you to put her down. Now, now remember, teamwork's important. Because if he goes up here and he don't, she's... And it doesn't take long until that gets heavy. You know, so I'll just take my time. But... Um, no, for her safety, go ahead and put her down. Okay, so, so these, these, these guys, you know, they have strength. They can pull some stuff off, but they're not supposed to do everything on their own. You know, uh, and some of the little things that, that we, we tend to back away from, we're, we, we, we tend to let things dictate our conviction instead of building our conviction to get us through things. Huh? And so, uh, your church, so guess what we're going to talk about for a minute? Money. But it's not about the money, and I'll prove it in just a minute. But see, really, see, what God and the body of Christ, man, they're supposed to be working together. But God actually looks at you and he says, look, I don't want one or two of you to do all of this. Uh, uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, what, what, I've, what I need from you is, that if it is, is a tithe, you know, in the money. If you'll bring me a tithe, you'll, you'll all be able to do everything that you've ever been called to do. And a tithe, well, these guys have ten fingers, right? You got ten? You got ten? Have to check around here because sometimes people have done something stupid on the 4th of July and now they got eight. Okay, but, uh, but they got 10, and a tithe of 10 is how many? Well, come on, there's only four people here that know the answer. A tithe of 10 would be what? So don't, don't act like you don't know what a tithe is. A tithe is 10%. And so he, he, God, God said, here's what I want you to do when it comes, and she's representing the body, and they're going to they're gonna do the work of the body and lift the body, elevate the body, but just use one finger each, okay? Just one finger each, and, and, and go ahead and lift you tried to use your other hand, cheater. <laughs> See, and, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. They can't do it. Paige, can you make it up there? Shelby, can you go? Two, three, four, hey, five. You head up there for me? Uh, six. Go help them. Would you help us? It's going to be, no, she's like, no way. Seven, eight. Come on. I just need eight ladies. Just circle the table. Circle the table. Okay, and, and, and all you're going to do, and it's just one finger, gang. Just one finger, right? Because now, 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 now check this out. On, and go slow and smooth, okay, on three. One, two, three. It's not a problem. 
Not a problem. You can put her down. I'd have you hold her, but I'm running out of time. Okay, you guys can go sit down. You, is this crazy? But see, God's way, God's way is it actually simplified. It lightens the burden. He, he adds strength. But see, a lot of us, see, we, we, we struggle in the little things. We let things dictate our position. So some thing will come up, and we'll step away from the table. We won't apply our strength because we're handling some other thing. But see, things are his job. Position is your job. See, and, and here's the deal is that you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. So if you're stepping away from your faith here, you're stepping away from it out there. And you're, you're trying, you're attempting to do life. You, you, you are attempting to do life. And possessions, possessions have more, more of your focus than position does. And I'm just here today to challenge you. To say, stop giving up your position. Stop moving away from the table. Man, 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 God has, you know what? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. He's going to take care of the things, and those things are revealed by the Spirit. And in his presence, you're going to find, you're going to hear his voice, and you're going to get, be, receive instruction, and you follow those instructions. And let me tell you what's going to happen. It's going to take you to the place where the things are located that God has prepared for you. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy good life coming to you. It's not just about, a, it's not just about an offering. It really isn't just about a tithe. It's about you connecting to a body and being, being part of a body. The Bible says that many are sick and weak and, and they're dying off. Why? Because they don't discern the body. And the word discern means to hesitate or to refuse to perform one's responsibility. So you hesitate from being the you God's called you to be. The you after the cross. Because it, it's a different mindset. See, you once were alienated from God. You had a different position on everything. In your mind. But now, we have the mind of Christ. And we need to, we need to lock into that mind. We need to walk in agreement with him. And that's how we end up in the place where all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Man, God's got great things in store for you. But you've got to quit backing away from your position. Who are you? It shouldn't depend on where you're at. Who are you? shouldn't depend on who you're with. Who are you? Shouldn't depend on what you're looking at. On, on, on the obstacles in front of you. Who are you? Now, let me tell you something. There's certain things that I, I'm not changing my position. I'm not changing my position. Why? Because I am in Christ. There's certain things, if I do it my way, they take me right back out of it. You have no idea how hard it is sometimes to spend all the time repairing what didn't even need to occur. See, if we just be who God's called us to be, do you understand what we could accomplish? Not, not, not just as a body. Do you realize that Barna 
Barna is a research company that does stuff for uh, uh, church, religious organizations. You know, according to Barna Research, you, you, know the, you know the percentage of people that tithe in church today? 3%. See, some of you guys, some of you guys, you swear to God you're a tither. But see, tithe means 10%. Uh, and and I, I just wanted to educate you. Because the deal is I just think we need to know. Because I think God wants to reveal what the enemy's trying to hide from you. And see, well, well, we don't really tithe. What we do is uh, we, we give a percentage of our money, but then we, you know, but actually we're giving it to other places. We're doing good things in, in other places. So Robin Hood, uh, you know, we think Robin Hood is generous. He stole stuff. He, he was generous with somebody else's money. See, don't be a Robin Hood Christian where you're taking God's money and giving it away so that others will think you're generous. Because the tithe is God's. And here, and I just want to make this point. I just want you to see it. I mean, I, and I kind of hesitated to even bring it up this morning. I don't think I even mentioned it last night. But today, I just want you to hear this. Because a lot of you are asking God to bless you. But God, God looks at you and he says, wait, wait, you're in the wrong position. See, uh, you, have, you have robbed me. I think th this is exact King James, I think. You have robbed me. Wherein hath we robbed you, God? In tithes and offerings. So, so you're robbing God. You're, so that is a different position. You're stealing from God and asking God to bless you. See, God wants to bless you. Here, here's the conundrum that we have, is that we don't understand. God's desire is to bless you. But when you, when you position yourself, uh, you know, according to his word as a tither, you're in a different position now. And you can receive something that you couldn't receive because you were in the wrong position. Ever had, ever had your hip out of joint? You can't walk. You, you know, you know if, if you're not in the right position, and, and I'm, not, I'm not really talking about money. I want to talk more about the body. See, if you're disconnected from the body, you're not actually walking through life. You're hurting. You, you, might, be, you might have become numb to, to, that, to that lack in your life. You might think that you got this. You know, those two guys think that they can lift everything. They don't need nobody. We don't need anybody else. You're going through life, and life's going to get heavy. Life's going to get difficult in areas it shouldn't be. And so you don't position yourself right. So they're, they're signing up for grow groups. Well, I, I don't like small groups. You're telling me that you couldn't figure out how to have pizza once a week for nine weeks with other people. Because that's what a grow group could be. You, you, could, you could go to a different movie every week and invite others to go with you and just begin to do life. I I, see, we're struggling in areas we don't need to struggle. Relationally, financially, emotionally, physically. We have challenges that we don't need to have. But you keep fighting for, to prove your opinion. Well, I, I, don't, I don't really get along with people. See, God wants, see, the enemy wants to hide that from you. But what God has hidden for you are relationships that will be life-giving. See, if we, if we don't get it right in these little things, let's not be believing God for too many great big things. See, you need people. You have no idea 
on the 30, I think it's the 31st this, this month, uh, the last Wednesday of the month. You have no idea what could happen if you swung by and handed out food in the parking lot with a group of people that do it every month. Could be the connection that opens a door. But on the other hand, maybe your participation is for the benefit of someone else. Maybe you're the strength. Maybe you're, maybe, maybe you're the one that's going to have a word at the right moment that's going to change somebody's forever. Maybe this just isn't all about you. See, here's the deal. Is we desperately need God. But we need his body. You need each other. You bless each other. You strengthen each other. You encourage each other. You benefit each other. Don't do life from the wrong position. Amen? Just bow your head. Father, I just thank you today that you're bringing things in us to the surface. God, not, not for condemnation, but God, so that we, we could be Restored. Jesus came to reposition mankind. We want to be in the position, God, to experience the life that you've created, made ready for us. But I just pray for every person in this room that, that their hearts would be open and that they'd be receptive. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, there's one more prayer we're all going to pray together. And some of you guys, you know, your position has, is, is so distant from God that the, the very first step, the most important step, and everything that we've done, you know, really leads to this moment right here. Because the first step is for you to accept the life that God offers you, the love that he wants to pour out in your life. And so this prayer that we're going to pray today, if, if you're separated from God, you need to make it personal. You need to make it your prayer. And if, and if you're here today, we're not going to call you out and make you stand or come forward. But if you're here and, and you say, you know what, Tom, I, I want to get my life right with God. I, I, I need to get in the right position. I've been, I've been living away from the table, and I need to get back in there. And I, 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 need, I, I need real life. And, and so I'm going to make this my prayer. I just want to agree with you. I want to personally agree with you in prayer. So while no heads are looking around, you know, the eyes are closed. And you're here today and you say, Pastor Tom, I'm making this my prayer. Just hold your hand up really high so I can agree with you in prayer. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. You can put them down again. That's awesome. Want everybody in here, pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life, starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys. Give God one more big hand.